let's just pray. I want to get stuck straight into it this morning. There's so many words we can say, so many great reports. The globe is ablaze with God. God's accelerating His plans. God's building His church. And uh, people are coming back to church. Even Aussies are contemplating God. Struggle is church. But we hope that the church that they find is full of love, full of power, full of uh, intention. We're just not playing religious games. We're here to defend justice, to bring hope to people, to preach the gospel, to reconcile lost people to Christ, to His loving, loving heart. And so God, this morning I pray that you would encourage all the people in this house. And I, I just, in my heart, and this message is really about this, that there's, there's people, and including myself, that are facing issues and are facing tests and we're facing challenges and we need breakthrough. And I hope that this message this morning, Lord, brings life, hope and encouragement to your people, Lord, that are just on the precipice of breakthrough, Lord God, that they would not become discouraged, that their harvest would come. As Andrew said, the harvest shall come. Do not, do not be, just, just don't get slack. Don't get, don't get upset with God. Don't become weary in your faithfulness towards God. But right now we declare, Lord, we want the word and your spirit to give us strength and resolve, faith, hope, and love to stand in these great days. And the saints say, and the saints say, Amen. Let's really give it up for the Lord right there. Come on. Awesome, 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 awesome. Yeah, yeah. God's good. God's good. God's good. He's so good. Okay, praise God. Well done, Ben. Thank you very much. Awesome. Let's go to the Word of God this morning. The Lord's given me a message, and uh, it does come from a, a heart that is for people that I guess just feeling like they're not getting a breakthrough. Um, they're, they're just in this place where obviously through uh, many years even, they just feel like, you know, they're just, they're just not getting that breakthrough into some, some significant area, which I believe everyone is destined to, whether it be your destiny uh, or the ultimate purpose that God has for you in life. So let, let's tease this out. It, I hope you know the story of David, King David, the, the Goliath killer, you know, the young lad tending to his father's sheep, uh, worshipping God, loving God. His heart is predisposed towards God. Just love that guy. And then he grows up. He gets anointed by Samuel. And of course, so begins his 10, 13-year journey of, uh, of uh, I guess, the testings of, uh, of, of God to, to, to make him, to groom him for kingship. And so uh, I want to talk about that. It's going to help some people. Is that cool? And I'm going to go a little bit line by line because we're going to record it as we do. It's going to be on the web and uh, it's going to help some people that are not here and people who listen to us overseas and so forth. Isn't it great that people are hitting on us? Is that, that's not good to say, is it? Hitting on us. They're hitting on us. Who's hitting on us? Someone gave me the report of our web page, how many hits we get. Who's hitting on us? 
Who's hitting on it? No, no, it's good when people hit on you through the web. That's, that's good. So that's cool. That's cool. We got, we, got, we got 300 hits in the month of... 300 hits, man? I never, I never had... A, 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 anyway, we should not, won't even go there. I thought when you're saved, you know, you're supposed to stop, supposed to stop all that stuff. But Father, we thank you. Awesome God. Isn't he great? This message is called Strengthen Yourself in the Lord. And I think it's going to be a part one of a little series. And, um, and, and it comes from this. It's time, it's time to strengthen ourselves. It's time to take courage. These are difficult days. These are days when, when there's a lot of stuff happening over the planet. A lot of darkness. A lot of, lot of loose ends. <laughs> a lot of loose ends. And things are really coming unstuck in a lot of ways. And... Um, it really grieved me to hear that uh, the worship team from your mum's church uh, in New Guinea, here's a worship team in their car, PA system in their ute, they're going to, to worship God, they're going to have an outreach and they, were, they struck this, uh, there was a, a young girl laying on the road, young girl smiling and she got up and started to smile and ran off, that was weird. And then of course these, um, these marauders, these robbers uh, bailed them up beat the worship team up with iron bars, stole their equipment, stole their PA equipment. They're all laying in hospital right now because uh, this only happened oh, two days ago, yesterday. And uh, we need to pray for them, Father. So, Lord, we're praying for that missionary team. It's the worship team of Julie's Mother's Church. And, Lord, we lift them up to you. And, and God, you said that even in persecution we would be blessed. So, but, Lord, we're praying that you would care for them, love them, and bless them. And uh, it, it's a dangerous world out there. And, of course, we're praying, too, for our... Uh, you didn't mention your precious better half, Luke, that was supposed to be here with you, uh, but she's going to Africa next week, and we're praying for her that in their coming and their going that they would be blessed. And Sue's going. Sue, uh, who else is going? Up? Molly, going over to Africa. It's a holiday. It's a holiday, but it's 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 it's... Actually, volunteer work, yeah. It's not missionary work, but it's a it's little bit of cloak and dag. No, no, it's not. It's, it's, it's all good. They're going over to, and they're helping, and, and, and they've got some money, and they've got some hands, and, and got some smiles, and got some help to go over there with, and it's going to be wonderful. So we bless your team, Sue. We bless your team, Candace. We bless all those people to be safe and well, and the saints say, please pray for them. This message called Strengthen Yourself in the Lord's Part 1, How to Release the Hidden Power of God in Your Life. Okay, let's try and pull up at 11. And, and, and it, it's about this. It's time to be strong and of good courage. And I've got this. Today's believers are faced with situations unknown, even 50, especially 50, but even 20, even 10 years ago. I mean, things have changed up so much. In the 80s, we used to go to church every Sunday, and we used to lighten up a little bit during the week, and, you know, we could get away with that. I don't believe that's the case anymore. I don't believe you can be a Sunday Christian anymore. I believe that you've got to be very intentional. We have this great phrase, 24-7. I think you need to be 24-7 in God, in His presence, walking in His presence walking in the fear of God, walking in the love of God. Sunday Christianity doesn't work. You miss that. We had that in the 80s. Then it started to change in the 90s. God woke us up in the 90s through a move of God, and it's all good. 
So to stand in victory and enter into our hour of promotion is to learn how to strengthen yourself in the Lord. You need to know how to encourage yourself, overcome seriously bad days. Who's had a serious bad day of late? Who's had a serious, oh man, this is a serious bad day, man, I'm telling you. I mean, who's had one of those days for the last week, two weeks, last month? Serious bad days, put up your hands, serious bad days. I'm looking for serious bad days. I mean, serious bad hair days. Not just a bad hair day, but man, you got no hair. You woke up, you got no hair. You go, you, my God, what happened? That shampoo! I knew I shouldn't have bought that cheap shampoo. <laughs> I'm always trying to get Julie to buy the cheaper shampoo because, you know, shampoo at 550, oh, no, not that much, but, uh, you know, how much, whatever it is. <laughs> I'm going, is there a better, what, I'm always pointing out the cheaper shampoo in the, in the supermarket, Andrew, you know. What about this one? It was eight bucks, it's four dollars. You know, buy three of them, man, before, no, no, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. <laughs> She's got to go to the hairdressing supply and, and, and uh, 60, 70 dollars later, I don't know, I don't know. I might start using it myself, I think. You need to know how to encourage yourself, overcome seriously bad days, stay connected to your destiny. Who needs to stay connected to your destiny? Who, who got disconnected? How many people do I know that got disconnected from their destiny? I've had young men being able to preach. I've taken them overseas. I've seen them rise up in their, in their destiny. Awesome, um, awesome uh, anointing on them. And I've seen them, God grooming them. And, and of course, I've just seen them, unfortunately, team up with the wrong person and come down to the common denominator of that wonderful person and they, they, they don't preach anymore. All they do now is, is work, work, work and, you know, beautify their house and, and, and that's all good. But some people have a calling, some people have a voice and some people have influence and those people need to stay with that game plan because people, other people are depending on you for your calling. Say amen to that. So access to heaven's open door. These are some of the things that we're going to tease out in, the ability to encourage yourself. This is what we're going to tease out in this series. The ability to encourage yourself. Has anyone been encouraged this week? Uh, I mean, more so, I'm going to make a point that you need to encourage yourself. Is that good? Overcome seriously bad days. Stay connected to your destiny. Access heaven's open door. Disarm hell. Disarm hell with thanksgiving. Who likes to disarm hell with thanksgiving? That's a powerful thing, man. When you feel, oh, man, you're just, ah. And, and then, you know, you do what these great Bible teachers and commentators and men and women of God tell you, that, that there is, there's a famous book in the 70s called uh, Dynamite of Praise. A preacher lost, lost his child to uh, drug addiction, left, the, left his home, left the church, but went out as a prodigal. She spent herself on the world and, and there was nothing, nothing he could do. And he wrote a famous book called Dynamite of Praise. And all he could do at the end, he prayed, he warfared, he did, he did everything. The book tells you he did everything. But at the end of the day, God said, praise is the breakthrough. Praise, like Jehoshaphat, you know, just, just stand there and praise God. Sometimes you just got to praise him and say, God, I, I just got to thank you and you got to do it. This is what another man of God said. He said, in the midst of a world of chaos and confusion, in the atmosphere around us, the enemy attempts to develop a plan to take advantage of us. One key to our lives is not allowing, uh, allow seeming defeats, say, say again, not allowing seeming defeats in the mind and in your own life. You know what I'm saying? Seeming defeats, discouragements. 
robbing strategies of the enemy to overtake us and create a failure mentality in our thought process. We've got to learn to press on toward our high calling in Jesus, not allowing anything to hold us back from destiny. Great man of God, that guy, I forget his name, but he's awesome. We actually went up to Brisbane to see him. Another great man of God says this, it's time to be strong and of, this is, this is talking about today. This is a commentary of right now. This is what these, these prophetic major people of God that live on the very precipice of doing God's work, hearing God, they're encouraging us as believers and they're saying to us prophetically, now listen, listen with your ears. This is what's going on right now. He says this, it's time to be strong and of great courage. I don't know that there has ever been a time when courage and faith were more needed. In these days of difficulty, there are God's greater promises that linger over the church, waiting for someone to see it to believe it, to say yes to what God could do. To live in courage requires encouragement. And sometimes the only one to encourage you, you, is you. Do you know what I'm saying? Not knowing how to strengthen ourselves has cost the church. Dearly, it's it's the key to promotion even. It is what turned David's darkest hour into the back door to the throne room. And it will be the same for you. When you learn how to strengthen yourself, you will reach your destiny, fulfill your God-born dreams, and become a person who can accurately represent Jesus, that representing Jesus to the world. You'd be surprised, even ministers, how they go flat during the week. And they, because, you know, meetings are great and this is fantastic. Church is excellent and it really G's you up and encourages you and, and builds you up in your most holy faith. But really, it's during the week when, when you really need to have some tools to be able to encourage yourself. I like to get my guitar out, go to the Psalms and bang out the Psalms. You know, I like to bang out the Psalms on the back veranda and I just wail and sing and, um, and, I, and I find in that, 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 that I'm hearing God, I'm hearing God, and God is actually, I feel God sympathizing with me, you know, and it's good to have someone say, hey, I, I hear what you're saying, you know, it's cool, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be all right. But David, King David, one of my heroes of the faith in the Old Testament, he was known for his heart towards God, wasn't he? His passionate heart set him apart in God's eyes long before he even had any military uh, success or he brought in the golden age of, of Israel's uh, prosperity spiritually and, and materially. Uh, before even that, David was already a man who had a heart, a young man who had a heart after God. Even before any prayer meetings, even before, I mean, Judah was, was rallying a revival meeting, even before they opened the church building, David was in the, he was out there tending the sheep, worshipping God, you know, and, 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 and seeking God. The thing about David is this, that he, he, he worked outside of the, of the formula of the day, which was sacrificing animals to worship God. He didn't. He he. He had a sacrifice of praise. He had a sacrifice of praise from his heart rather than uh, the letter of the law. No, his heart was towards, the God, was, was towards God through his praise and through his heart. So in that, it's telling you that David was very 
sincere, not wanting to use anything that was religious almost, or as I said, the letter of the law, but he was very intentional with his heart towards God. So let's have a look at this and um, we'll tease a couple of things out. What was the evidence of David's heart after God? Uh, Scripture indicates a couple of things, two primary things here. One, when nobody was looking, when nobody was calling prayer meetings or, or, or anything like that, David was tending his sheep. And um, his, heart, his, his heart and his desire was for God. And so we know that, that in that, in that, in that uh, young heart already, his, his, his determination to seek the face of God, to know the heart of God was very profound. Two, David's battle against the lion and the bear. When I think about, a, who's ever seen a bear in, you seen a, Luke, you seen a bear in the zoo? Man, I don't get freaked out about many animals, you know. Like if a wild dog came after me, I've always thought, man, if that dog has a go at me, I'm going to just, I'm going to do a Chuck Norris on it. I'm going to do a Bruce Lee on it, you know. I mean, there's not many animals that really freak me out. But when I saw a bear really for the first time in the zoo, I went, oh, okay, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, a bear is, is fairly... And a lion? Would you take on a lion, Luke? Would you, Andrew? Any guys in the house? Would you take a lion on any any lion takers? Because we got a lion ready to bring out. (laughs) Any? What what about you, Richard? Yes, Sue. Sue wants to take the lion on. You take her on, right, 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 right. (laughs) Yeah, right. But a bear, a bear is one of the few. animals in the wild west that cowboys would absolutely fear and uh, but this guy he was so in touch with god he was so full of courage that when a bear came to to david he just rolled his sleeves up and he he said i can do this with my god because he was so close with god he wasn't worried about his circumstances he said it's a bear yeah okay okay it's a bear but my god <laughs> created everything, the stars, the moon, everything. God, would you help me defend these sheep? Would you help me? And courage just rose up in him, man. Such courage that, that, you know, it's it's like when you people decide to do something radical. It's just courage, man. Discouragement, discourage. Courage allows you to build a church in Wyoming. Courage, you know, so we can do it. We can build it. Man, that 11 acres, that's a bit swampy and council says we shouldn't build, but we're going to build. We're going we're gonna to do this. Uh, that sick person dying of cancer, you know, the doctor said it's, it's no good, but you know what? You know what? I think we, Jules, I think we need to go visit that young man, all of 18. You know, he's got a, he's got a life that needs, that's worth fighting for. You know what I mean? And and, and, and that courage comes in you and on you. And, and you can take on a lion or a bear. No matter what the circumstances that you are facing, with this type of courage, you can do great exploits for God. Who, who's with me on that? And, and David, David was very much like this. It was evidence of his heart that was towards God. 1 Samuel 17.37, such an integrity of heart. The Lord who delivered me from the 
paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. Saul said to David, go and the Lord will be with you. Imagine that. That's what I heard about this church in birthing this church. Go and the Lord will be with you. Take that land, build that church, raise the finances and the Lord will be with you. Do you know what I'm saying? So David is beginning to be groomed uh, to reign. Um, David, of course, has been in the pasture, but now he's been anointed by Samuel. And, but it wasn't for about 10, 13 years after Samuel had anointed him to be king that David had to endure this difficulty, this persecution, rejection uh, that, that many of us, I guess, wouldn't even face in a lifetime. But David did. David got through it. And he ended up being king. Saul, on the other hand, was crowned quickly. His heart had not been groomed through testing. Um, We thought Crossroads, when it started in the Cutler Drive, was going to be an overnight success because it started really quick and a lot of people got saved, started to grow really quick. But that's actually not a good thing for a church or a person to have overnight success. And God led us through all these testings, testings, testings. And uh, we had to stay with the game plan. We had to stay with what God had for us. It wasn't easy, but there was a vision. There was a purpose that we had to stay with all throughout the testings and the difficulties, the betrayals and the, you know, all the stuff that happens. We had to be resolute. God was testing us to see if we could be fit to actually, you know, build a church and, and raise up a ministry that is going out to the nations. Because, you know, the senior minister and and the ministry of that church, it's very critical. It's very important that their heart is right. Saul took the glory to himself. He began to uh, accept the favor of man and do and and make decisions determined on on the fear of man and and getting man's favor instead of God's favor. Do you know what I'm saying? So Saul was given a level of anointing to, to lead God's people and, uh, and, he, and he was able to do great things. But Saul eventually, uh, he, he, he faltered. But David, already David's heart was being groomed. And, uh, but he needed to be, his character needed to be tested. And this is a little bit of an account, I guess, of some of the lessons, the character that we all face, but definitely David faced. What qualifies what qualifies David to be king? The real question we've got to ask here, what really qualified him after 10, 13 years on the run from Saul? What really qualified David to be king? And uh, the thing was this, 1 Samuel 30 verse 6. I wonder if we could put that up. And this is a point I want to make to you. This is a point I want to make. Even despite all the betrayal, the rejection, uh, at the end of the day, David, David was able to strengthen, strengthen himself in the Lord his God. 1 Samuel 30 verse 6. And you need to highlight that. What was the progression of tests? Uh, it's a bit of a Reader's Digest. This Let's have a look. There's a bit of a progression here. David was anointed to be king. He had apparent success. Uh, David's uh, unique intimacy with God was profound. Everyone knew it already. He stood up to um, Goliath, armless, without anyone, by himself. He charged at Goliath, took Goliath on, and took that dude out. And, uh, and, and, and that was an awesome thing. And that gave David ascendancy into the palace. He married Saul, the king's uh, daughter. He, was, uh, he made a best friend of Saul's uh, son, 
Jonathan and David is now in the palace. It looks like David's on the way to be king. But then Saul heard uh, the people singing, oh, Saul killed the thousands, but you know, David ki- killed the tens of thousands. You know what I mean? And so the, the jealousy rose up in Saul. And so David had to leave. Look at all the band. Gee whiz. Half the church is just... So David had to leave Jerusalem. He had to leave the palace. So begin his, his um, I guess, his fight of survival while, while, I guess, Saul chased him down. The first test that David was faced with, because you could imagine, you think you're about to ascend into this position, into the throne, onto the throne, to be king. And now you're on the run. You're literally on the run with this madman throwing spears at you and uh, chasing after you. Wherever he went, he was chased after. And, and David now is thinking, oh, gee whiz, you know, Samuel, you know, I thought, I thought you said I was going to be king. So the first test here right now is to understand this, that David faced a test of staying with God's word, staying with God's promise over his life. Do you know what I mean, Andrew? that sometimes when all hell is broken loose and you ring up the pastor and say, look, I don't think I can do this, man. Someone just got murdered. I I can't do this. This demand on my life. Man, this just ain't me. I cannot do it. And the pastor says, suck it up. Stand your ground. Be strong. Be of courage. Stay with what God said over you. Stay with what the prophecy over over your life is. Stay with it, sister. Because it's not your strength, as you said. It's God's strength. And it's you standing in his purpose and his vision for your life. So that was the first test. What was the next test? Another character test for David was this. David rescued this village of Kiela, I think, from the Philistines. And he's hanging out there and he realizes Saul knows he's there. And he says, God, while I'm hanging out here, um, Saul, he knows where I am. Will these people, these fellow uh, Judeans, will they, will they preserve me or will they give me up? And God says, how's, it, how's this for betrayal? God says, no, they're going to give you up. So out, he, he flees that city. He flees that city. And so in that time, in 1 Samuel 22, 2, this is the heart of, of David. This is how precious David's heart was. David, as he's roaming around, he finds these vagabonds these uh, rejected people of society. And uh, in 1 Samuel 22, 2 says, all those who are in distress or in debt or discontented. Sounds like our church crossroads, Jules. You, you know what I mean? God, God, God says to, to Julie and I, are you, willing to, are you willing to set up church in Wyong? Not Terrigal, but, but in Wyong where, where there's so many needs and, and there's, there's so many people that, I mean, the stories we could tell you of people coming into that church and uh, strung out on drug abuse. One lady came in scratching herself, scratching herself like this, and she'd strung herself out on some sort of medication, and she fell in a heap to the floor and writhing and screaming. And, and, uh, and of course, the whole place sucked back trying to work out. So we, we reached out and laid hands on her and prayed for her, and, and many other stories like that. God's testing our heart all the time. 
about reaching out to certain people? Are you going to reach out beyond? Are you going to reach out to the school students? Are you going to reach out to Africa? Are you going to reach out to these people beyond? And I guess that's what beyond's about, isn't it? Rather than be cooped up here and pretend everything's nice and safe and who cares about these people who are distressed? Who cares about them? But David, David takes these guys, David takes these guys and he raises them up. And in fact, four of them become giant killers. If you, want to, if you want to be a giant killer, hang around a giant killer. Four of the mighty men become giant killers. Young men, if you want to hang around a giant killer, find out, have they really killed giants or do they just talk about giants? I can tell you, we've taken some giants on. I know certain people have taken giants on. They're the sort of people that, that you need to get around. They will help you kill giants. Eventually, David moved to the land of the Philistines and uh, he's given a city, Ziglag. And, uh, and of course, the Philistines were Israel's enemy. The Philistines said to David, David, we want you to come with us. You and your mighty men, your 600 mighty men, we, we want you to come with us and go and take on the Israelites. And uh, David said, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I can do that. Saul's army, it's not really, you know. They're really after me. And so, yeah, I'll go with you. But then, but then, um, someone said, no, we don't want David to come with us. We don't want David to come with us. If we're in the thick of the battle, um, he, he might turn on us and kill us to be able to get favor back with God. So then even the enemy, Imagine the enemy knocking you back and rejecting you. Oh, Richard, no. Imagine the devil saying to you, oh, Richard, forget him. No, we don't, want, we don't want to worry about him. Progressively, people are rejecting him, betraying him, rejecting him, rejected by the king. David's rejected by the king. He's rejected by the Israelites, even rejected by the enemies. And certainly, you know, you've had a bad day when your enemy rejects you. But in that moment, David faces the deepest and most betraying rejection of all. As he comes back to Ziglag, he sees it burning and everything's been taken. His, his wives, the, the, the soldiers' wives, it's all burning and everything's been taken, all the possessions, it's all gone. And then, of course, his men who he trained up and, and trained them up and, and gave them the, this dignity, but gave them protection then his men turned on him and said, David, we are just so distressed. We're so upset about this situation. Our wives are gone. Our children have gone. Everything is gone. We're blaming you. We're blaming you. We're bl- you know, it's like your own family. We're blaming you. We're blaming you. Yeah, we always like to blame the people at the top. Let's get rid of the people at the top. If the company's going through a bad... Let's get rid of the ones at the top. We're blaming you. So now, he's got the king against him. He's, he's got his own people against him. He, he's, got, he, he's got the... And even his own enemy don't want him. But now his own people. And in that time, in that time, he says, My God, what, what am I to do? What am I to do? In 1 Samuel 30 verse 6, The scripture records what David is feeling at this moment. David was greatly distressed because of the men were talking of stoning him. 
Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David found strength. But David, did you hear me? But David found strength. But David found strength in the Lord. David didn't rise up in pride and say, I helped you guys. You, you, you people. I, I helped you. He didn't run away. He didn't get indignant. He didn't spit and, and, and cuss. You know what he did? You know what David did? He just went, God. 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 He inquired of the Lord. God. What's going on? What's happening here? What, what am I supposed to do? I'm getting rejected. I, I, I'm, I'm being trained. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm... It's not happening. He gave a prophecy that I would be a king. Man, I've been doing this for 10, 13 years. I'm, dear God, man, I thought, I thought my business would be successful by now. I thought I'd have a, a wife. I thought I'd have a husband by now. I thought, I, I thought I'd have a breakthrough in my finances. I thought I'd have a breakthrough in my, in my health. I thought, I'd, I, I, thought, I thought things would be better by now. I, thought I, I really thought I'd find my groove and find my high calling and I really felt like this was it. God. David sucked it up. He didn't curse anyone out. He didn't cuss. He, he just did what the Psalms do all the time. And that just goes back to God and says, God. David, 1 Samuel 30 verse 6. But David strengthened himself in the Lord. And of course, when he turned to his men in that strength, he said, guys, let's get our wives back. Let's get our possessions back. And, and all of a sudden, when he gave them vision again and purpose again, the mighty men said, my God, that's what we got to do. And ultimately, that's what a leader is. Someone who can go back to God, inquire of God, be strengthened of God, and come back to the people and say, yeah, I know you've got cancer. I know you're going to die. I, I, I know you, someone got, I know your mum got murdered, but, but, but I, I know your business is faltering. I know, you, I know stuff is happening, but guess what? The promises are true. God's word is alive with praise, with thanksgiving. Without God, all things can be done. Let's shake off this discouragement. Let's, let's repel these strategies of the pit of hell that, that will take us out and we become rejected, dejected, self-pity. We draw away, out of our calling, away from our people, away from our mission, away from our purpose, away from our vision. No, David stood and he said, guys got to trust me God God wants us to go and get our stuff back what's that song we used to sing went to the enemy's camp and took back what he stole from me I'm nearly done I love that song Revelations 5:10 says you have made him to be a kingdom and priest to serve our God and they will reign on the earth forever you have made them to be a kingdom and priest God has made you to be kings and priests. Let's all stand up. God bless you as you do. Do you know what? 
after he went to Ziglag and took back what belonged to him, literally, David was standing before a door because the fight that the Philistines went to fight took out Saul, took out his sons and made way for David to ascend onto the throne, into the kingship, into his purpose for God. So right there, right before him, after he took back what belonged to him, he was standing. And I believe this is a word for you. If you stay with God, if you stay with Him, God is going to allow you to step through a door into those purposes and those plans and that vision that God had for you all the time. Revelations 5.10 says you have made them to be a kingdom and priest to serve our God and they will reign on the earth forever. Of course, we know that David was a forerunner to Jesus, son of David. Jesus sits on David's throne. David was promoted to such favor and influence. And by the way, it's absolutely true. Increased favor secures our destiny. See how David stayed sweet? David stayed sweet in God. And what happened? Constantly after test, after betrayal, after rejection, favor came upon David. Because it's human nature to get narky, to get upset, to get bitter, to get discouraged, to be rejected, dejected. But David just kept on. God, you're in control. And if you don't believe that favor can increase upon a person, it actually says in John or Luke 2.52, Jesus grew in favor with God and man. Just close your eyes right now. The favor that Jesus grew, the favor that Jesus grew in is, 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 is the word charis, meaning divine grace and the ability of God to accomplish His purpose. As Jesus modeled, each of us must grow in favor. If we are going to fulfill our destiny in God, God in His mercy gives you favor that your character can handle taking you from glory to glory faith to faith and strength to strength David's life shows us that the ability to strengthen and minister to ourselves is a vital skill that we must learn if we are going to develop the character to fulfill our potential as kings and priests each of us will have a different size and kind of sphere of influence but we will all, are all called as leaders in society as just like kings to provide protection and prosperity just like kings safety and blessing just like kings see the bible says we're kings and priests and we should be offering protection provision safety just like kings did the bible says that jesus has made a way for us to be kings and priests too many christians even leaders lack the initiative to seek him in the secret place when no one is around, like David, you must seek his face and pursue his destiny for your lives. If you can sustain your initiative through testings and experience, personal breakthrough, that will release God's power for you and others. Just receive this. Keep your eyes closed. God wants us to learn how to strengthen ourselves through him because developing our skills will promote spiritual longevity. 
See, it's easy to shine for a day. It's easy to, to be ablaze for God for a year. Come back to me in 20 years. Let me do coffee with you and see how much we're shining then. Amen. Isn't it fantastic when we see these older people still shining for Jesus? Because it takes, a, it takes a lot of ingenuity. It takes a lot of skill. It takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of grace. We need longevity because your destiny and potential cannot be attained in a few years. Remember, it was 10 to 13 years for David to be groomed, to be tested in the wilderness, being, being, being tested and being persecuted and being shot at. It took 10 years. So this is a lifetime game plan, folks. I'm done now. Father, we lift up holy hands to you. Let's just lift up our hands. Lord, forgive me when I've been looking for people to encourage me. When I've been looking for my own wife, my own husband to encourage me. When I've been looking to, for the pastor to encourage me. When I've been looking outside of your love for me, Jesus I have found myself wanting. But in these days, Lord, you have instructed us and you're encouraging us to strengthen ourselves. But David strengthened himself. Can we just put that scripture back up there? 1 Samuel 30 verse 6. But David, but Garth strengthened himself in the Lord. But Andrew strengthened himself in the Lord. But Julie strengthened himself herself in the Lord, but Luke strengthened himself in his Lord.